welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Okay, we're back on 81 Points, the first podcast episode of 2020. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, happy new decade. Yeah, so actually, when, when do you stop saying Happy New Year? I think, uh... Would you say, like, I don't know, like the 15th or something? Well, it's like if you haven't talked to somebody in a while. If you, if it's the first time you're talking to somebody in the new year, then I think it's safe to say Happy New Year. Right, but okay, but let's within say... A, within a reasonable window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so if it's like February, you're not going to say that no, anymore, no. right? What's the cutoff? I don't know. Uh, I think January 7th is like a good cutoff, to be honest. Which is that's a week today. In, yeah, that's a week into the new year. I feel like two weeks into it. I mean, that's the time is that moment is past. You know? Okay. Yeah. So we just made the cutoff. Then. So here we are. Happy New Year to our uh, eighty-one points listeners out there. Um, like you said, it's a brand new decade, um, and a lot has a lot has happened since our last pod. Yeah, it's been. Uh, we took a little, you know, holiday break as many people do. I yep. think we've been gone for almost three weeks now. And uh, that's given us some time to, uh, I mean, let's just bring up the elephant in the room to, <laughs> to heal our wounds a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I had a pretty good Christmas overall. Yeah, you know, I think one thing is that, and I, I mean, I say this because I'm still kind of getting over a, a sickness, but like, it's so crazy. I feel like this holiday season, more so than even past years, I've seen like so many people get sick. Like I think almost like seventy five people that I of the people that I know seventy five percent yeah oh like so you know if you're listening and you're and you're sick right now um you know I commiserate with you so I don't remember <coughs> the last time I really got sick me too it had been I think maybe like almost a year since I had gotten sick do you take flu shots. I don't actually. I don't either, but okay. I think you're supposed to, right? I think so. Yeah, we're just here, just outbreak monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't take flu shots, and I don't remember the last time I had the flu. Yeah. I mean, knock, knock on wood right now. Right, right. But I didn't get sick over the over Yeah, the you're one of the very lucky few ones, so. It, it's because, you, I mean, I try to eat clean. It's <laughs> too, too, many, too many trips to Panda Express, you know? Yeah, oh, for you. <laughs> My God. Um, we gotta talk about that offline, but, um, yeah, yeah, this is our first podcast in a while, and certainly, you know, we have to address, uh, the much hyped, I mean, we hyped it up like crazy the last podcast episode, uh, Lakers Clippers Christmas showdown that didn't go the Lakers way. Yeah, uh, to put it very simply, um, it was a big loss. Okay, so... Time has passed now, right? Yeah, had time cooler, to reflect. Cooler heads are prevailing at this point. I had time to reflect a little bit. I was, um, I was pretty fucking pissed. Yeah, you were, <laughs> you were pretty pissed. You were, um, I would say you were a little bit more uh, shook about it than I was. Because I, mean, I actually thought you were more <clears throat> shook about it than I was. No, I mean, I, I was. Well, I guess what the, your definition of it is, because because like you were, I think you were pretty salty about having lost to the Clippers. Yeah, um, very but, salty. Yeah, but for me. Um, it was more of like, it just was, it just made things very clear. You know what I mean? And that's why it, to me, it was like, okay, it makes things simple. Like this team having lost that game a second time in our, uh, best of four regular season series, um, 
it just it just pretty much convinced me that this team is uh currently in its in you know in its current state is not a a favorite to beat um the 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 clippers um in my opinion the clippers are the better team and that was made evident by by the christmas game you think that's pretty plain and yeah in your yeah eyes now? yeah i thought it was very similar that's why it's, for me i was like you know what yeah, it, obviously it, it put a little bit of a damper on my Christmas, but it just was kind of like, all right, well, we know what the work ahead of us brings. Like, we know that Rob needs to do something this uh, midseason uh, at the trade deadline, or simply he needs to make some kind of roster change in order to, um, you know, prepare ourselves for a championship run. That's that's how I, that's what I came uh, away from it. What I came away from it is that I don't know that I will go as mm-hmm. far as to be like 100% the Clippers are a better team okay. than the Lakers right sure. now. Sure, I would say... Which I think is a fair point. Yeah, I, w- I would say that in my eyes, it's clear that they're a more finished product than the Lakers. Okay. They have a more solidified identity. Uh, the Lakers are still... <laughs> Figuring out what the game plan is, I think, going forward and deep into the playoffs. And you can tell by how Frank Vogel is putting out different lineups uh, in fourth quarters of close games. Uh, I mean, he is, like we said before, like he rides the hot hand and that's what he's been doing. I don't know that you can necessarily do that in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I don't you, think you, you feel can. Like you, I feel like you need a solidified kind of rotation right yeah i think so too but Um, but it's but it's clear that he's it's not there yet which is a little disappointing because i feel like at this point in the season you can safely eliminate certain players into the heavy rotation okay well i mean well i think we're gonna get into some (laughs) of that i think you already Uh, know what i'm I'm alluding yeah i think we're gonna get into some of that Um, a little bit but back to you know what you were saying about um you know, the Lakers and how they're still, um, you know, the Clippers are a more finished product and the Lakers are still figuring things out. To me, it was, it went beyond that. Then, <clears throat> and that's the reason why I felt like, okay, well, we need to make some changes because, um, and you and I, you and I have talked about it multiple times off air, but like, we clearly need another playmaker. And I think, it wasn't even just made evident in that Christmas game. <clears throat> it was, it's just, it's been clear even in all the other games, which is that when LeBron is uh, off the court, we, it's like, we're a middling team, you know? We're not even a, we're not even like a, a, a good team, let alone a contender. So that much is very clear. And the Clippers um, exploited that um, really heavily. And they also um, took advantage of their length. You know, which I think is is another thing that's very very uh, clear is that their the length clearly bothers LeBron in my opinion. Um, we've now seen two um, extremely poor games that LeBron has played. Um, and I know we hold LeBron to a higher standard, but it's true. I, I mean, and like you know, the fact that LeBron played the very next game because you know there were murmurs of him having. Um, you know, put up a, a subpar game due to his groin. Um, you know, Pat, Patrick Beverly, you know, supposedly having hurt his groin in the first quarter. Um, but the fact that he played in the next very next game and actually 
did pretty relatively okay and, and then did very well in the next couple games after that. The fact that he even played speaks to me that, I don't know, I don't think he, it was necessarily like the, the injury was what caused him to play so poorly, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think all those factors included, to me, it just shows that the Clippers were and are the better team right now. Um, and so yeah, I think I think we just need to get another playmaker. Is my whole is is basically the takeaway from what I got from from the Christmas. Yeah, game. that's the popular opinion out in the sports world right now with the <clears throat> yeah. Lakers. An argument can be made though. I mean, when you look at that Christmas game, the Lakers basically lost the game in the last six minutes, right? Right. Uh, they had. I mean, the lead was up to 15 points at one point in that game. That's right. I think deep, or in the middle of the fourth quarter, the Lakers were up around seven points, maybe with six minutes left. Mm -hmm. And LeBron was playing those those minutes. So the whole, oh, the Lakers need another playmaker. Could it be that that's a little slightly overblown because we saw... We saw them lose the lead with LeBron on the court, for one. And two, when it comes to playoff time, every team's rotation and lineup uh, gets shorter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Teams are only playing like seven or eight players. Eight players at the most. But usually I, I feel like championship teams really give seven players heavy minutes. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to deep playoff uh, games... How necessary, how is it, I mean, it's a luxury to have another playmaker, but is it something that's a make or break situation for the Lakers? So that's one, one thing to think right, about, right? Right, okay. The other thing is the groin, the groin injury thing that you, you brought up. Uh, to me, it looked like it clearly bothered LeBron in, right. the, in that Christmas game. And the fact that he came back to play the next game, yeah, it was, I was surprised by that, but... It's like he has, he's had a recent groin injury, and it's like getting need really hard anywhere is going to hurt for like the rest of that day, especially when you're yeah. 35 years old. I mean, we're around the age, yeah. and so we can attest to uh, getting hurt like that, and then that kind of fucking things up for the rest of that day, at least. Yeah. So I, I feel like you can uh, point to that collision with Pat Bev as a big as that played a role in why LeBron was so par. Of course, yeah, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they're they give anybody problems, right, in in the NBA and, and certainly it's gonna make LeBron's life harder, but <coughs> I mean I would still this is a guy who's like we said, is the most battle tested player probably in NBA history. And it's hard for me to bet against him, even still at age thirty-five, mm -hmm. because he really he hasn't really shown us anything that he's like lost his lost his prime years yet. He looks pretty damn old in in the Clippers games to me, right? I, I don't know. That, what about every other? What about every other game? Though? Every other game, I will con I will hundred percent concede he he looks like he looks like his LeBron self. Yeah. So it it can be a situation where so it's that's like what a, I'm saying. Like it the could length. be like a figure outable problem for LeBron. Okay, I see what you're saying. Or it could mean the fact that the length is just really like giving him problems. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Here's the thing: is that like 
you know, the Lakers having been up 15 and then losing that game, just it's it's what it's what good teams do. You know, Lakers in the past, the Kobe Shaq era, they'd be down 15 on like I remember how many times that they've been down to the Dallas Mavericks down 15 plus, and they would just come back in the fourth quarter and just win the game. Yeah, yeah. And this felt like that. You know, it just felt like that. And like <clears throat> to me, I was like. The Clippers just felt like they had that edge, you know, whether it's physical, whether it's matchup wise, or even mental. I feel like even mentally they have some kind of edge. You know? That's, I mean, that's <clears throat> that's a possibility. Yeah, only because they kind of know who they are. Yeah. a little bit more at this point. Yeah, which is strange to me though, because honestly, on paper, I feel like we match up better against these Clippers team. It's strange to me, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. really strange to me because, like, Anthony Davis, like, is such a supreme talent, and there's nobody on that team that should be able to um, body up Anthony Davis. Right. More so than Kawhi, you know? I know Kawhi's obviously a mismatch for anybody, but I feel like we have a better and bigger uh, mismatch advantage than them. Look, when, it, when, when the Lakers play the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, which is what I am hoping for, uh, I really hope that... And I told you this offline. I hope that Frank Vogel decides to just mirror 80s minutes with Kawhi because I am very confident in that matchup right there. Right. We saw like a good amount of that in that Christmas game. And Kawhi against anybody else on this Lakers team, it's like an automatic bucket. That, yeah. That's what it feels like. But right. when it's but when <clears throat> Anthony Davis is matched up with him, I feel good about yeah. uh, the Lakers' chances at getting a stop. Yeah. So I hope I hope uh, I hope Vogel figures that out uh, when it when it really matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just gotta we just gotta wait until January twenty eighth. Now at this point, I think that's the next <laughs> uh, Lakers Clippers matchup. But for now, it's like it's a tough pill to swallow. It stings a little bit, uh, but uh, a loss is a loss. It was a big game. The Lakers fell short, and. Um, Got to watch Pat Bev mock LeBron's shot, do all that. You got to eat it right now at this point, Laker fans. Um, yeah, I, I, I got to say, I, I really hate that guy. He's so obnoxious. Like, I am, I've become a bigger Russell Westbrook fan just based off the fact that I can't stand Patrick Beverly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am with you on the obnoxious part. I'm with you on the, you know, he's... He he has a very he has a very like oh eight Celtics vibe to me like oh yeah you know oh yeah he he, he harkens back to those days yeah. he's like he's like the guard version of Paul Pierce to me um, but he's like James Posey and I, Rondo rolled into one yeah, or something like I, that. I mean I have to respect the energy that he brings to to the court oh know? yeah he's a guy if he was on our team you would love it yeah we would we would love Pat Bev if he was on the Lakers yeah. you know um, but. But since he's not, and since he's on the Clippers, it's like, we hate that guy. Yeah. So, yeah, that game happened. Uh, after that, the Lakers <coughs> basically recovered from that losing streak, and they're back to being uh, the best Western Conference team in the NBA. Yeah, right I think we've even made up a couple games on the Clippers during that span. Yeah, too. the Clippers haven't looked too hot, actually, yeah. since that Christmas game. Uh, uh, there was one home blowout to the Memphis Grizzlies uh, 
they're they're giving up a lot of points right now, but it's like I know a lot of Lakers fans want to point and uh, kind of poke and make fun of the Clippers for giving up so many points to lesser teams, but let's be real, they're gonna be there in the end. Yeah, uh, nothing, nothing has changed my mind about that. That these the Lakers and the Clippers are still the two best teams in the entire league. Clear, it's very clear. Maybe uh, the Bucks. Yeah, you know, maybe I, the Bucks. Yeah, I but. think the Bucks. You, you can make a case, but it's like if you've watched the NBA long enough, you you know that the Bucks are the kind of team that you've always seen. There's always a regular season darling. You know, there's always a team that that's built to just um, train, just train wreck over the whole uh, regular season, and then come playoff time, they kind of put up an egg. That's what the Bucks feel like to me. Um, I I want to give them a little bit more credit just because Giannis is so good. Yeah. But to me, it's like you say, it's so clearly a two two horse race. Well, I'll give them more credit because I feel like. And even though there's a lot of good teams in the East, I feel like <clears throat> they can. I feel confident in them beating any team in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. which would mean that they have an easier road. Yeah, which would mean that all they would have to do is win, like overcome that NBA Finals, which is probably like a series that not many people would pick them to to win. Yeah. So it could happen for them. Yeah, and you and once you, know, you get to the finals, it could happen. Right, that's true. And you, another thing too is the fact that like, if you have the best player in the league, and and Giannis is firmly has that um, that argument, you know, a very strong case for that, then you know you 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 absolutely deserve a you know contender status. So you know it's it's a two it's a two to three team uh, race right now for sure. I think everybody else is is pretty uh, clearly behind. Yeah, I'll say it's a three-team race. Yeah. I'll, I'll give them a little bit more yeah. respect. Yeah. Giannis is shooting like 33% from three this year. Which, which is better is than AD. A significant uh, development, I feel like, in the yeah. league at large. So I'll, I'll give them more credit. Um, but let's talk about something you alluded to. Uh, so you're saying that it's clear to you that moves definitely need to be made for this Lakers team. And a few significant developments have mm-hmm. come to the surface since we last recorded. Um, I guess let's talk about the uh, potential unretiring of Darren Collison, for starters. A, a personal fan favorite for you, too. Yeah, I mean, fellow, like, fellow yeah. UCLA Bruin graduate. Uh, Darren Collison. Which, by the way, it, his career is kind of interesting because he uh, he kind of has turned out to have like sort of like one of the best bet or better NBA careers from that that UCLA class, right? Because he, I don't think he was touted as having like to have the most potential out of all those players coming out of that, right? Did no, I mean like... he was on a team with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Love, so no. Oh, was it? So definitely yeah, that's no. right. Yeah. But like and, guys and, like Jordan Farmer, I think, right, was on that team too, right? Right. He played. Was considered he played behind Jordan Farmer for a year yeah. before Farmer left uh, for the NBA. And Farmer is like out of the league, whereas Collison's much. Uh, he's very coveted. Yeah, know? I mean, it was clear though in in college back <clears throat> in the day that Collison was a better yeah. prospect, okay. a better talent though. Um, but okay. yeah, Darren Collison, his his name has come up uh, as a potential 
uh, player because he uh, is interested in possibly making a comeback. And uh, I, I guess according to Woj, he's targeting a February return to the NBA, and he wants to stay in uh, Southern California, which means that it'll be between the Lakers and the Clippers yep. for his services. Now, how confident, if it was down to these two teams, how confident are you in the Lakers' chances over the Clippers of uh, getting his services? Yeah, I mean, you know, like, having... <laughs> Having been burned so recently off the, uh, you Kawhi. know, the Kawhi sweepstakes in the off season, it's hard for me to really be like, oh yeah, we, we're we're we should be totally getting Darren Collison because honestly, everything that I've read and everything that, it, it, I mean, even just on paper, it makes a lot of sense because one, he would get more minutes, he would be higher in the depth charts on the Lakers versus the Clippers. Um, Matt Barnes, who's he's just like. A total straight shooter in the NBA he kind of made it he alluded to the fact that uh Carlson didn't necessarily mesh well with Doc Rivers so there's a lot of just factors that just seem like it's a no-brainer that Carlson would come to the Lakers mm-hmm. um especially with the fact that the Lakers could offer more money too but I just can't really nothing really really would surprise me at this point right now because yeah yeah it, it, this season has been so un it's just been, it's been wild. Yeah, with you know? w- regarding like player acquisitions. And yeah, and how yeah, like and how it's, it seems like things are such a fluid things in the uh, fluid um, landscape in the NBA that, that so much could change in February. You know, like let's say, what if like Lou Williams goes down on an injury? You know, then all of a sudden Derek, Darren Carlson would see many more minutes, and so maybe that could sway him to Katuk to go to the clips yeah you know? who knows yeah. i don't know but to me it just makes a lot more sense that the, the lakers that that Carlson would pick the lakers yeah that's exactly where i am it's <clears throat> it logically it makes way more sense for him to join the lakers because like you said more minutes more opportunity to contribute more money which is huge yeah right i mean right. Let, let's not forget about <clears throat> dollars and cents okay? yeah no it's it's human nature yeah, everyone wants to get basic paid more. Human, it's basic human nature, yeah. Uh, especially him who rep- like supposedly uh, turned down... I, I think the market for him this offseason was like in a $10 million range, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So he turned that down. So uh, he's going to want to make some, as much of that back as possible if he returns to the NBA. So those two things. And then, yeah, <clears throat> what Matt Barnes said about him and Doc Rivers, I think that can play a role. If if that is in, indeed a fact, right, right. he also did play for Frank Vogel too. That's um, right. He's, yeah, po- he's, possi- and he's yeah. he has. Uh, I think he's you know former teams with Boogie Cousins. He knows people there on, on the Lakers. Yeah, I think you you mentioned before how uh, Demarcus Cousins is like one of the few players that were uh, single like singled out in his Players Tribune article. Uh, yeah, article, right? him and LeBron, they were both. Right, so that, I mean, <laughs> it, just, it just points to him coming to, to yeah. Lakers. Yeah. I, the one, and the one thing that gives me pause more than anything <clears throat> is the Jerry West factor. Right. Because... The, the, the goat hiding in the, in the weeds? We can't... <laughs> we cannot understate... The logo. His, the logo's influence and no, yeah. uh, 
expertise when it comes to you, you really can't player transactions. Yeah, you really can't. I mean, when when the logo of the NBA calls you on your phone and you pick up it, I'd imagine that's very hard to say no. Yeah, I would be um, I would be like more attentive to a phone conversation with Jerry West than say Rob Polinka. Yeah. And no, for sure. No shade at Palinka. It's yeah, just, who's had who put a phenomenal offseason together? Yeah, it's yeah. just that Jerry West is is it's the Jerry, logo. Yeah. So I that whole Jerry West factor, you cannot, you can never, you can't just, overlook that. Yeah, you can't ever count the guy out. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why it's like, ugh. Um. I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they are trying to get Carlson. Just to block him from coming to the Lakers. Yeah, because, you know, from a Clipper standpoint, Darren Collison fits so damn perfectly on the Lakers. Oh, yeah. He's exactly he what they need. He is exactly what the Lakers like, need. Uh, you know, uh, Lakers Twitter <laughs> is, like, putting out all these, like, analytical grades on Collison. We've seen yeah. a lot of that in the Twitter sphere li- lately. Yeah. And his... Like his top marks are in the categories of <laughs> perimeter shooting, yeah. playmaking, and perimeter defense, yeah. which is like <laughs> the three things that the Lakers are looking for at this point. Yeah, the three things that ail the Lakers right now. Yeah. So he from that exact position. Right, and 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 I think we both are in agreement that, uh, of course, like this whole time we've been wanting Andre Iguodala, and we yeah. still want Andre Iguodala, but yeah. Darren Collison. Checks more boxes than Iguodala at this point. Oh, yeah. I, I want him 100% more, 100 times more than Andre Iguodala. And, and like you said, my stance on Iguodala had not, has not changed. That's how much I want yeah. Darren Carlson. I, did, I mean, the, the dream scenario would be uh, getting both of them. Oh, somehow, my gosh. Right? Get the championship parade ready then. Yeah. Uh, I don't even... I don't really want to entertain that thought too much. To get yeah, my hopes up, I know. you know that would be yeah. I mean, getting one of the two, I would be stoked for. Yeah, I mean, I would clearly be more stoked about getting Carlson though. But I, yeah, I would. But yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, we need all the help we can get at this point. So yeah, and uh, we're in the we're in that trade period in the middle of the season. So, <clears throat> but also just because the likelihood of Iguodala coming to LA now seems so minuscule, you know. It just seems unlikely now at this point. Well, what do you think is the most likely uh, scenario for Iguodala? Um, Does he get traded? Yeah, I do feel like he gets traded. I feel like he'll get traded for peanuts. You know, I don't. Th- I think they're doing a little bit of uh, posturing. You know, um, because I don't think anybody in their right mind would really give up that much for a thirty-six-year-old player that's hasn't played this season. You know. Yeah. Because the market for like a veteran championship pedigree like veteran is i don't know it's very tiny um so i think there's a bit quite a bit of posturing on on memphis's part but at the same time like i feel like there are teams that would still gladly take iggy you know as long as the price is small you know so yeah i don't know like a second round pick i could see someone overpaying with a second round pick you know what i mean if that's all it takes to get andre Iguodala a second round pick then um yeah, that would suck a lot for right. the Lakers. But you could see that, though, right? I could see... Because like, if Memphis is like, either we buy him out or get get him for a second-round pick, of course they'll just take the second-round pick, right? Well, who would be a potential team that he would he would go to for that? Like, 
It has to match. Let's say like what the roster has. I don't know. Let's see the maps. Obviously, they would not give up a first round for for him because they're not. It's not like they're one Iggy away from being a contender favorite, but maybe like a sec round pick for Iguodala. I feel like it's something that could be possible. Oh, they would have to dump like what, like fourteen, fifteen million dollars sal- yeah. salary yeah. somehow. So I, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Not the math, a very. Uh, that is true too. You can't plug him into a lot of that is that is very scenarios. true. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, so who knows? I don't know yeah. what's going to happen with him. But uh, there is still a glimmer of hope, I guess, that he uh, can be bought out and be available for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, which in which in case like in any event if, if the Lakers do add another player from the buyout market uh that would mean that a player has to go from the Lakers. Well, hold on a second. So hasn't so Iguodala has also said that it's down to the Lakers and Clippers too, right? I think that's speculation. I don't know that. Oh. I mean, he hasn't outright said that. Oh, okay. Cause that's what people are suspecting, though. Because nightmare situation is if the Clippers get both Collison and Iguodala, oh, right? Right. Let's not even think about that. <laughs> let's, it's the new year. Let's not. Yeah, let's yeah. Not. Let's not. Uh, let's not. <laughs> let's start the year off on the right foot. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, so back to what you were saying though before. Um, um, about what? What were you saying? <laughs> Uh, what Iguodala? Yeah, he. I just don't. It's. I have a hard time. Oh, you have a hard time seeing where right. he's gonna be traded to. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, a buyout is very much on the table. Um, so we'll see. Um. But yeah. Okay. Uh. Now something recently has uh been brought up that's uh kind of lit lakers twitter on fire this week it doesn't take much to light the lakers twitter on fire but yeah um that's true <clears throat> but this this one definitely did uh mark stein he put out a tweet saying that um sacramento kings have been inquiring about oh right Kyle kuzma right and i guess it's out there that the Lakers are quote listening right. to um, offers for Kuzma, and that the league, the other teams in the league, are monitoring this whole situation with Kyle Kuzma. Right. Which, uh, if we know anything about Lakers fans, it's anytime <laughs> a young Lakers player is brought up. There's going to be some polarizing polarizing yeah. opinions on this. <clears throat> yeah. And so when it comes to um, a potential Kyle Kuzma trade, I'm seeing all sorts of things like people in terms of people's opinions. Kyle Kuzma is a, is, is a darling. Well, he's actually polarizing. Yeah, like you said, but he's both a darling of Lakers Twitter, like Lakers fandom, but also a scapegoat. To a lot of people, yeah, a lot of Lakers fans, yes, yeah, you kind of. No, the, typically, Lakers fans do not have a, you know, just like a, like they they always have a strong opinion of Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. a he's a good barometer, I would say, for uh, <laughs> to evaluate 
what type of Lakers fan you are based <laughs> on your opinion of Kyle Kuzma. <clears throat> so let's share our opinions on Kyle Kuzma at this moment. Because yeah. I feel like it's a fluid situation when it comes to him. Yeah, I, I personally, I actually love Kyle Kuzma. I've, I've been a Kyle Kuzma stand before a lot of people kind of jumped on yeah, it. Like, but you have been no, critical of him Well, that's too. what I was going to say. Like, I love Kyle Kuzma, but... I have such a very realistic view on Kyle Kuzma, is what I'm saying. Is that like... Yeah, what's your realistic view? Yeah, which is that he's not a superstar in the making, which I think people... some Not even a star in the making, which I think some people are kind of, you know, hinging on. I think he's... What's the definition... What's your definition of star? <coughs> you know, um, a couple all-stars. Maybe like a Chris Middleton type of player. Okay. I don't think I don't think maybe maybe it's possible, but I, I would probably bet against it. You know, mm-hmm. I think Kyle Kuzma right now has shown that. You know, this was a make or break year for him. I think like if he, it's it's obvious right now that his defense is just it's it's still bad. You know, you think it's still bad? I mean, I think he's improved though. It's on, improved, on, on but defense. it's basically gone from like a liability on defense to. I don't know what, because he still gets targeted heavy on the defensive end. Like we saw even recently when, when Brandon Ingram was getting matched up AD versus Kyle Kuzma. I mean, that's a little unfair with AD because AD is yeah. an all-world yeah. defender. But, you know, when AD was, uh, when um, Kuzma was ding up Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram just He's not a put defense- his head down and yeah. went to work, you He's know? not a uh, defensive stopper. Let's just, no, let's just no. Say that. So... You know, we we kind of know what he is now, you know, and so um, for me, in my my opinion, like it's all about how we can how we can put together a championship squad, you know. And I don't know if Kyle Kuzma offers us the best way to the best opportunity to win a championship, you know, at this point. So you're advocating for <coughs> moving him. It depends on the deal, is what I would say. I would advocate moving. I'm, I'm, I'm not opposed to it, is what I'm saying. Okay, if you had your way, what would happen? If I had my way, um, I don't know, because it would depend on what we would get on the other, other side of it, I guess, would, is what I would say. I mean, we, so you're, I guess you're saying is, you're, so you would trade him? I would trade him in the right deal, absolutely. He's not untouchable to me. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so for me, with right, Kuzma, he's not untouchable to you too, right? Uh, well, no. I mean, right. there's only two untouchable players on this. Well, right. three, counting Alex Cruz, of course. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's not an untouchable player. Uh, when it comes to Kyle Kuzma, I still feel like a lot of people are jumping to conclusions with him as to who he is. Yeah. I'm I'm not on the boat where we figured out who he is yet because. Okay. He's been playing hurt for most of the year. I think this recent stretch of games <clears throat> is the first time he's actually being healthy. Uh, it's going to take some time for him to adjust to only getting like 20 minutes a game. I think that's an adjustment for anybody. What he needs to figure out is, can he be effective in that short period of time? Like, say, like someone like Lou Williams mm-hmm. would be. I mean, mm-hmm. Lou Williams is playing a lot more heavy minutes than Kuzma, but... Yeah. In terms of the ability to come off the bench and provide a spark, uh, I feel like that's an acquired skill. It's right. not something that just comes naturally to NBA players. Okay. Especially a guy like Kuzma, who's just uh, 
not trigger shy at all. Yeah. Right. He and he wants his shots. Yeah. Uh, so I I feel like I'm not I'm not on the I'm not in the camp of like we gotta trade him we gotta move him. I know a lot of people want uh, the whole him and uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich talk. Yeah, like, that's been a big that? that's been a big rumor. Um, I'm pretty intrigued by that. I don't think it would ever happen. Okay. Okay. I don't think. Uh, Unless Vladi Divac is just like a complete like <laughs> maniac. Uh, oh, so you you would think you think that the Lakers would be fleecing the Kings if that happened? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I would. I'm more saying I don't know how Kyle Kuzma fits on the Kings either because oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, they they're paying Harrison Barnes <laughs> like a billion dollars. They just gave him a fat contract. Right. They passed up on Trey Young and Luka Doncic <clears throat> for Marvin Bagley, so then I think pulling the plug on him would be bad optics for that yeah. organization. And he's still got possibly tremendous potential. We don't know that, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're. I feel like they're the positions that Kakuzma could potentially fit in with the Kings. It's like they already got their they already got their players there. So I don't know why. I feel like I feel like the Kings would try to be fleecing the Lakers in a potential Kyle Kuzma trade. Yeah, that that's what it kind of feels like to me. Because I feel like Kyle Kuzma is worth more than a Bogdanovich, in my opinion. Um, because I mean, well, I'm 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 taking into account the salaries and the age because he's younger than Bogdanovich, right? I uh, probably yeah yeah. So would it be safe to say that Bogdanovich is like clearly a better player than Kyle Kuzma though? I don't know. I saw Bogdanovich's stats recently, and I wasn't, like, blown away, to be honest. I think he's having somewhat of a down year this season. Yeah. Uh, it might be the Luke, Luke Walton factor. <laughs> but it, <laughs> but, but uh, I think overall he's a really solid player. Yeah, but he does, to me, he does strike me as a guy who would probably fit better on the Lakers than Kyle Kuzma. I mean, I, you've seen Bogdanovich <clears throat> play. Like, that guy, uh, that guy brings it yeah. when he plays. Right. He has a good mentality on the right. court. Right, right. I'm a, yeah, I'm a fan of his. Yeah, I'm a fan of his game. <coughs> uh, and in a vacuum, not counting, not accounting age or salary, I would say Bogdanovich is a better player than Which, Kuzma. I, I think that's fair at, at this point. Uh, but I just, I I know that <laughs> all the that's that's what a lot of chatter has been about lately with uh, a potential Kings Lakers trade. I just don't think that's going to happen. Right. So I think in the end, Kuzma's not going to get moved. That's just my opinion. Could I could be wrong, which honestly makes sense because he's a hard player to move. Right, and it's hard. It's hard to get equal yeah. value for him. And as recent history has shown, when the Lakers move away from players that make a salary of like sub three million dollars a year, it almost always has not worked out for the <laughs> Lakers. Okay, right. um, we have a long list of names. Yeah, uh, I mean, guys like Zubox comes to mind. Mo Wagner, Mo Wagner, who's having a phenomenal year. Thomas Bryant. Uh, we we saw that the other night. Svi McKaylek. Yeah, he's getting starters minutes with the Pistons now. He's shooting over forty percent from. Josh three. Hart's getting starter minutes. Josh Hart. There's a long list of Lakers players that uh, that have been let go and have gone on to. Um, 
massively outplaying their contract. Yeah, massively outplaying their contract. So <clears throat> that yeah. could very well happen, and I would even say more more than likely would happen if the Lakers potentially deal Kuzma. Yeah, that that that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. But you know, um, that was an interesting uh, that was an interesting soundbite from Brian Shaw recently about this whole thing. I don't know if you. Listen what, to that. What, what's Brian? Is he on the coaching staff? No, he's on a, he's on like an NBA TV show somewhere. Oh, really? Okay. He's he's not in, he's not coaching right now. But uh, he said that uh, because Kakuzma turned down Rich Paul to be a clutch client this uh, past summer. Oh man! And you know there was all that there was all that like fake drama with his trainer, like yeah. talking shit about LeBron. He's he thinks that they're gonna ship him out. Wow, I, I, I feel like I kind of believe that. You do? I don't know. Like the whole clutch sports is a. There are. I, I almost feel like I get mafia vibes from them. <laughs> you know. So. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, KCP's KCP's uh. Yeah. Laker Laker job status is very very secure. Yeah. I mean, he has a no trade clause too, right. but. Uh, yeah, uh, so he's he's thinking that Kuzma's gonna get moved because he's turned down the turned down the mafia, turned down the Godfather. Yeah, yeah, uh, but one can only speculate right now. Okay, uh, let's uh, let let's predict um, what the Lakers' playoff roster will will look right now at this point. You think moves are gonna be made? I feel like I think um, moves gonna be made. Yeah, I feel like a player will be added. <coughs> Yeah. I don't necessarily know that a trade will go down. Yeah, a player, right. I think absolutely a player will be added. And I actually, if I had to make a prediction, I'm going to I would say Darren Collison's coming to LA to to the Lakers, I mean. That that would be like my top uh prediction yeah. at this point. Yeah, I, because I everything make makes prediction. sense. Uh I I would not be surprised if we didn't get him just again like all the things that we said about how unpredictable this season has been, but it makes too much sense for him to come to LA right now. Yeah, and he can, um, you know, take some minutes from your favorite Lakers player. Oh right my now. god! Um, you know what Rondo is to me right now? He 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 feels a lot like Game of Thrones. Let me explain. Okay. Oh, like season eight Game of Thrones? I shit on season seven Game of Thrones. To anybody that would lend me an ear. And people were very just... They either were like, what is wrong Wait, with Wait, was you? Battle of the Bastards Season 7? No, that was Season 6. Oh, okay. Season 7 oh, was... that was... Uh... Season seven, 7 was the uh, the Winter Olympics. <laughs> when they went yeah, to... yeah, they were stuck in the ice. The <laughs> yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, the, yeah. the javelin throw... The the marathon running. She makes it. She she makes it to that. <laughs> she teleports spot in, in a day. She teleports Less than a day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let alone the whole plan to bring a a white to Cersei. Um, that season was just a train wreck of a season. It was absolutely horrid. And I told anyone and everyone that would listen how terrible the show had become, and nobody listened to me. And then season eight rolls around, and. Finally, I feel like everybody's seen the light. That's how I feel like with Rondo. Last year, I could not stand Rondo because to me, his defense was bad. It was terrible last year too. And yet, people really liked him for whatever reason. I think partially because 
Rondo kind of still is able to fill up the stat sheet somehow, you know, because he, I mean, he's a, he's a ball dominant guy, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> he was really bad last year too. And I was so opposed to him coming back. I, I feel like a lot of Lakers fans hated Rondo last year too. Yeah, but it's not to the degree that it is now. It's, uh, yeah, you're right. Because, um, now like NBA media is turning on Rondo. <laughs> Which which wasn't the case last year, you know. Yeah, and because now people were too distracted with the whole other circus, the meme team, on, and the drama. On. But key. now, yeah, now it's like, I think his I think his flaws are more accentuated because everything's going so great, and when you have like one little hitch, it's like noticeable, you know. A, a wart is more noticeable on a good he team. He is you know? so bad, and I and it's, um, he he really should not be on the court. I almost feel like Troy Daniels and Quinn Cook would do less damage on the court than Rondo. That's, oh, yeah, really? that's how bad. Rondo. Rondo is really bad. He is really bad. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to. Uh, <clears throat> I gave him props when he started off the season because he was shooting like lights out. And I did not buy that for a second, but yeah. Um, but it's hard to defend what he's how he's been playing recently. Yeah, and. Uh, that goes to show, like how badly they need a, another playmaker yeah. on that team. Is there, you know, he's getting a lot of minutes right now, even though he's struggling on the court. Everyone's pointing to the net rating on, on the of the team when Rondo's on the court. What is it like minus a million? Much of a difference <laughs> it is with like other players, and it's I. Okay, call me crazy, but I I do have like somewhat of a soft spot for players that have like championship mentality because yeah. I, I feel like he has that, but yeah. it's just uh, like they say, father time is undefeated, and he's his age is showing now, you know, and yeah, Darren Carlson <clears throat> would fix a lot of ills on this Lakers team, like. Having uh having Darren Carlson and then Alex Caruso right behind him, I would go to war with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, we need to get Caruso more minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Like twenty plus. Right. Every every game. Yeah. Uh but uh yeah, I think that's the one thing that we're um really kinda of waiting and seeing at this point. I mean, it's apart very from, clear. Apart from the other Clippers game. It's very clear what the Lakers need to fix, you know? Um, and they're close. The Lakers are really close to being um, really dominant because they're already playing really well. It's, I mean, you can tell. I mean, they beat up on all the teams that they should be beating up on, you know? Yeah, yeah. So they're very close. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... Uh, people are concerned about Kuzma, <clears throat> too. Like, my expectation for him is kind of gone down mine too uh i he's more to me like in that danny green category of like sometimes he'll show up big and sometimes he won't right you know <clears throat> and hopefully when playoffs come around these role players uh the kuzma danny green kcp hopefully at least one of them will show up uh at any given game mm-hmm. you know because i i do feel like the lakers need a third scorer right on a given night to to uh, put up double figure points, right? You know it can't be LeBron and AD both going for thirty a night. That's just like right. too too tough of an ask for them, right? 
So, yeah, my expectation for Kuzma has gone down a little bit. Uh, add Collison to the mix, then that will greatly, uh, you know, enhance the Lakers' chances. And Collison is still in his prime, you know? A it's little gonna, bit of the yeah, tail I, end of it, but he's still in that window. I mean, he hasn't played competitive basketball in, like, yeah. nine months or so. So if, when he, whenever he, if and when he comes back... It's gonna take some time, I feel like, for him to get back into basketball. So, shape. by the way, why can't why why doesn't he come back earlier? Is there is that just his own time frame that he's put out? I think. Uh, is it an NBA rule? I'm not sure. I'm okay. not sure, but they say he's targeting a February return. Okay. So, um, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. <clears throat> um, I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to? Talk about no, I, think so. I mean, I think the Lakers look pretty good right now, to be honest. So, okay, uh, I guess we can just end there. Man. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, okay, um, you have any New Year's resolutions, by the way? No, no, I don't like New Year's resolutions. You don't, do you? Um, I mean, it's it's my resolution pretty much every year to to read more, but I'm going to read more read more books this year. <laughs> okay. Uh but yeah. Um fitness <coughs> goals and all that is is all still there. Um sure. I don't really shit on resolutions because um, <clears throat> like failing is part of the process anyways. That's know? right. That's so. right. All right, we'll uh, we'll we'll try to keep a more regular schedule with our podcast now that we're you know that could back be our podcast New Year's resolution to do more podcasts yeah. to be more consistent with it. Yeah. 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 All right. So with that said, we'll sign off. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You know, always hit us up on Twitter at eighty one points podcast and uh, go Lakers. Hopefully, uh, I think LeBron is playing tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, they said that he was uh, under the weather, but. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back again shortly. So uh rest easy Lakers fans. Uh we're going to make it. Celebrate celebrate the first place uh team in the Western Conference and uh we will talk to you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning into 81 Points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.